What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of The Blue, the self-proclaimed chillest podcast you've never heard of. I'm Taylor. And I'm Christian. Today, we're going to be talking about dream destinations. Pretty much our top picks for our next surf trip. Yeah. The waves we want to ride, the places we want to go, (laughs) places we want to travel to. (laughs) Uh, This episode is dedicated to Bailey Hales, who's one of our listeners. So thank you for suggesting this topic. But before we get into this episode, uh, if you would like access to basically live streams, exclusive content, anything that we do that's not on this podcast, go to patreon.com forward slash the blue podcast and sign up for our exclusive network. We're calling the blue club. Oh, oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, okay. So before we get into this episode, um, I wanted to ask you about your weekend. How was your weekend? It was great. Um, it was relaxing. Weather was beautiful. Mm -hmm. Um, you and I went, uh, well, (laughs) you went, you went, (laughs) yeah, I went, we went, uh, well, we decided to go free diving in Malibu because waves are flat. So what is he going to do if you want to get in the water? You go free diving, obviously, once you go out little fishies little ocean life um we get down to the beach it's cloudy right and we thought it was gonna be sunny because it's been sunny like all the past like, past month honestly um but the sun started to break through when we get there but we go you forget your wetsuit i don't know mm-hmm. how you did that and i even told you like the night before taylor it's not warm enough for bikini i know yet. and i was Chill. trying to like Chill. wheedle my way into just wearing a bikini and you're like i know what you're thinking bring a suit i know this my stubborn ass you always want to do this i know i know but um me and kusaba get in the water and we're like wow this is this is pretty cold there's no way taylor's gonna go in the water and we see you waddling in like struggling for dear life (laughs) shaking all your limbs are shaking i know and (laughs) it took it takes you forever to even get your knees in the water and the whole time we're just watching you like Taylor, just don't get in. We would not get it if we didn't have our wetsuit on. Yeah. And hey, but a wave like came into the rocks and you ducked under the wave and at least you got the full body, uh, you know, yeah. shock. You got a nice little but, dunk. Yeah. But, but um, yeah, yeah, pretty, pretty bad. I was waiting for the sting to go away because you know how sometimes you can fight through the sting and then it won't be as bad. Yeah. I never beat it. It was just constant. Uh, it's tough. Yeah. I mean, I was... I was trying to like, quote unquote, like dive, you know, Mm -hmm. and swim. And my face was getting pretty numb. Yeah. Just being like, just having my face in there for like 10 seconds. How was, how was the water clarity? Because I was, I think I was like just a little bit above knee deep and I put my mask on and I just stuck my face in the water because I was like, this is as far as I'm getting. It it was, it was pretty bad. The clarity was bad. Ah. Yeah. Such a bummer. Clarity probably like like 40 percent clarity so oh and you were like pretty far out there too yeah like i mean and we've been to this spot on super clear days and you can see like a hundred yards in front of yeah, you yeah that spot um, is it's protected yeah. um from the wind so you typically get a nice little you know yeah protected from the wind protected from the currents mm-hmm. um and we were walking but, down the path yeah. we saw and it seemed like everything would be clear but oh well. Which is weird. Yeah, which is weird because a week ago, I was like, I don't know, like a couple miles north of there. And the water was super clear, super warm, didn't need a wetsuit. And, you know, you come to this week and it's just dirty. 
it's just that's dirty. What happens. That's just that's just the lifestyle. Though. <laughs> that's that's we just deal with it. Yeah. Um. But anyways, uh, I, I I guess I had fun things that happened this weekend. But I want to talk about the previous weekend because I wanted to ask you actually a question. Um, previous weekend. Yeah. So not this weekend, but the last weekend, I went up to San Jose because Juliet was taking her boards, and Juliet is my girlfriend. Right. Um. She's studying to be a chiropractor, and this was her last set of boards, so we had to go up there. Um, it was postponed for a couple months because of COVID, um, but we ended up staying at our old roommate's house, and um, when we were there, I was outside on the balcony with um, one of their classmates and one of our friends, and um, he's he's a single guy, you know, and he just we were having one of those conversations where he was just asking questions that you ask on a first date, but they're like really deep questions, like things that you Google, you know, to ask. And so I wanted to ask you because I have been out of the game for a while, but I know- Are you asking me the questions that he asked you? Yeah, but but I know that you are a single and ready to mingle man. And I wanna know if you have some cool answers to this because- Were you taking notes as he was asking you these questions No, I was, so it was me and another girl that were sitting out there. And so I I was just kind of listening to uh, her answers and trying to think of what to say for my answers because I was so lost. I had nothing prepared. Um, And these are good questions. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna sound unarticulate. No, you won't at all. (laughs) Okay. You won't. And I'll I'll answer too, so that way we'll do this in solidarity together. Okay. Okay. But I'm gonna embarrass you, and you're gonna go first. Yeah, sure. That's fine. (laughs) Are you ready? Bring it on. Okay. So. These are pretty common questions, so I'm pretty sure you've heard them before. It's not going to be anything crazy. Um, if you were to go to dinner with somebody, dead or alive, who would you go to dinner with? Dead or alive? Yeah, and there has to be a significant reason or no reason at all, if that's your vibe, you know? Dead or alive? Are we, like, like anyone in the world? Like Who's your person? Ce- yeah, literally. It could be literally or- anyone. It could be a famous <sighs> musician an artist, an actor. It could be somebody that worked on the construction of the railroads back in the beginning of time. I don't know. Wow. Okay, this is, wow, this is really deep. Do girls not ask you these questions when you go on dates? No, but this is probably on a lot of, like, dating app profiles. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Is it? Like, it's, you know, it's one of, like, one of the prompts yeah. that they have, I think. Uh, yeah, like, dinner guest. Um, dinner guest. Oh, easy, easy. Yeah, what's Kobe up? Bryant? Okay. He is. Oh yeah, he's probably one of my heroes. Just the way he approached not only like his sport, but he applied that to like his life, his family, and like any challenges. I think because I remember um, the the USA surfing team went to the Mamba Academy, mm-hmm. and um, like Kobe was giving them like a just like a pep talk about life, and he was saying like you know how like professional athletes have to balance like their job oh someone's driving a car outside yeah i know i, I was really hoping you wouldn't <laughs> hear that but yeah, but well. like any any like top tier you know athlete has to balance their personal life love life and you know their their job which is their sport right yeah and he says most people try to balance it like 50 50 like 50 percent in one day right 50 percent job 50 percent family 
but he says the best way to do it is like you spend a hundred percent effort in like a in a like a stretch of time on your sport Mm -hmm. or your job and then you know after you deal with everything you deal with there then you can deal with you know your family 100% of the time because that way you're not like half-ass committed to either one of them yeah you're fully committed in a certain period of time yeah and the people who are involved in both worlds can get the true you you know what I mean totally so I mean that's just an example of something I learned from him that's great and I I would I would love to hear more rest in peace Kobe Bryant you'd love to hear more recipes from Kobe Bryant no, I'd love to hear more, period. Rest in peace, oh, Kobe. That makes so much more sense. <laughs> rest in peace. Yes, rest in peace, Kobe. That's a great answer. That's a good one. Um, right. So after after panicking for probably 20 minutes while this girl that I just met answered this question, I came up with Freddie Mercury. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. Queen, amazing band. But I always felt like... Freddie Mercury was unapologetically himself. He always knew his worth. He was a pioneer and an innovator, and he was a gay icon, and everybody loved him. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like I... That's a great answer. You think so? Thanks. I I liked yours, too. Good good on us. Okay, you ready for this one? This is going to hopefully... How many questions are there? There's just two. This is the last one. Um, Putting me in the limelight. All right, here we go. (laughs) Okay. Would you want to be famous ever? And for what? I would want to be famous. I think I've told you this before. Okay. But I think it'd be, I'd love to be like a performer, like a like a musical performer, and perform for like tons of people, and be known for that. I think that'd be really fun. That's a short answer, huh? Is that it? You don't want to expand on that? You just no. I just <laughs> honest. Oh, this is gonna sound super lame. But after seeing like a Star Is Born and seeing how much fun they had during that ride and like writing songs and performing music i don't know after seeing like movies about people producing music like uh what's that one? like music and lyrics like oh that's stuff a like great that, film you know? i'm so glad you brought right? that up right just like i don't know the idea of like creating your own like material yeah. and performing that for people yeah it sounds awesome so and being known for that you know yeah totally so you'd want to be famous for sharing your art with the world and people perceiving your art yeah there we go cool that's awesome sounds corny but (laughs) no it it doesn't at all hearing it out loud no that's exactly basically what i aspire to i mean in a sense that's what i'm trying to do with you know what i do for a living um Mm -hmm. but i guess more than anything i'd rather be remembered you know Mm -hmm. like i want to be remembered as somebody that was important or respected or influential not yeah. not in like a fame way but yeah with my art or with my values or whatever yeah yeah that's cool respect my guy respect <laughs> uh. great look you passed that with flying colors oh god i don't think so okay. our our i don't know our listeners please let me know if i failed that <laughs> please <laughs> let us know if you would go on a date with christian <laughs> oh my goodness okay so now to embarrass you even further um stop so this weekend um i spent my friday night going over riddles because that's the kind of person i am um yeah my girlfriend's twins boyfriend let me know if you followed Mm -hmm. that uh he is going to columbia for math and analytics so we were just kind of going over some riddles and just 
pissing each oh, other ready. off. Yeah. So. Hit, hit, hit me with <laughs> okay. So I'm gonna go over two. One, you should be able to solve in 30 seconds. The next one, you're gonna have to write it down, and there's no way that you can solve it right now. But I want I want all of our listeners to ponder, think about this, and come oh, back gosh. to us in a week for the next episode with something. Okay. You ready for this one? I guess so. Okay, this one you should be able to figure out immediately. So this first riddle is, when I was 10, I was twice as old as my sister. How old will I be when she's 20? 40. You want to think about it a little more? Or you... Wait, when you were 10, yeah, when... you were twice as old as your sister. Yes. So when she's 20, how old am I? Hold on, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I know I hate myself too. Wait, when she's 20? Mm-hmm. Oh, 30. <laughs> Getting closer. Did you get there or do you need me to? Yeah, just explain it to me. I, I, okay, I, don't, so... I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> okay, so when when I was 10, I was twice as old as my sister. Right? When I was 10, I was twice as old, which means oh, she that was five. she was... She was zero. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So this is the last one. Um, this one's going to piss you off because um, it's still pissing me off. I still haven't figured it out. So if our listeners can figure it out or if you can figure it out, amazing. You've got an analytical brain. Um, so I okay. need to write this down, right? Yeah, you should because I want your All answer right, next week. Okay, you okay. have 25 horses, and you mm -hmm. have to figure out the top three fastest horses, but you can only race five horses at a time. Mm -hmm. What's the minimum amount of races you have to do to find the top three? The minimum amount? Yeah. So it's at like- At least 15? It's like this whole problem. Um, it should be less than 15, Christian. <laughs> 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 I'm just trying to answer quickly to sound like smart. <laughs> the minimum amount? Uh, yeah, the minimum amount. And you have to race you ha five horses at a time. Yeah, you have to race five at a time. And there are only 25. But you have to find the top three. Five? So it's, it's a minimum of five races, basically, to race all of them. And then from there, it's just a breakdown. But anyways, I'll, I'll let you kind of deal with that stumper. But that's what I was doing my weekend. That was this weekend, huh? That was this weekend. And then I also went golfing, which was... Was that the same weekend you played the game, too? Yeah, I also played the game. Yeah, you you should played, tell the, our listeners what the game is, because that's a pretty legendary <sighs> party game. It's just it's just three, like, classic at-home party games combined into one. So no, no, two no. teams. You're, you're underselling it. It is charades on steroids that's what this game is okay well just let me explain it first jeez <laughs> two teams picked at random probably draw out of a hat or something and then each everyone who's playing has to write down literally anything like a phrase a person a place um as if you would do like charades and then you put all those cards into a, a bowl or a hat so then now there's three rounds. First round is kind of like taboo, where you, um, when you pick a card, you have to describe it without using the name of what's ever written down. And each round is like a minute to get as many as you can in one minute. Mm -hmm. My record is like seven or eight, not gonna lie, to get, <laughs> you know, my teammates to guess my number. But oh yeah, of course, of course, yeah. It. Whatever, it's not a big um, deal. 
yeah, first round is, you know, you describe it. Second round is charades, so you have to act it out. And the third round, you only have one word to describe it without using that word on the card. And it's fun because after the first round, each team has their own, like, cues and clues on, like, I don't know, on what the what the cards could be. Mm-hmm. And then you start to remember, like, what the cards are. So you just, like, randomly start saying, like, literally every card you can remember <laughs> to get that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's, it's, it's kind of a kind of a broken system but it, it can get really fun and i get i get pretty competitive so i, I start to yell during that game too, yeah for sure oh my god no that game is so fun yeah or like if you if you're up and you're trying to like describe something for your team and they don't get it and then your time is up and then you go sit down and then literally the next person on the team grabs that card and you know exactly what they're trying to say and you're like you want to say it but you can't but it, it's mm-hmm, fun mm-hmm. it's fun i i just it's- play it way too much with my family that's the thing no it is the best fun, game though. ever and we call it the game so we highly recommend anybody that is having a party or uh, camping or something it's it's a great it's a great time it's also known as a uh, fishbowl i think oh is it i didn't know that i think so oh this past weekend uh, the surfing world was at a halt Oh yes. Some, now the now the important stuff. <laughs> go, go, going into some deep stuff right, right now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, legendary legendary surfer from Hawaii, Derrico, passed away due to a heart attack. Derrico is one of the best pipeline surfers to ever live. He was the first Hawaiian World Championship, and everyone is so heartbroken. And it's it was a really hard time for all of us, and it's. It's really sad to see his whole family just break down. And family includes, you know, his immediate family as well as the whole surfing community because he just was known as Uncle Derek among everybody. And it's it's a big toll on the on the surfing world right now. Yeah, 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 that was yeah. tough. It's Yeah, seeing everyone's posts about they're saying like how how much of a family man he was and how he is the true like representation of aloha in Hawaii and mm. Yeah, it's hard to see one of the, you know, one of the good ones go like that, but... Yeah, uh, and so young. Yeah, I know. Oh, gosh. So young. Yeah. There, someone posted a highlight reel of um, him surfing Pipeline, and it's freaking crazy just watching him surf. Damn. It's pretty cool. Like, navigating through, like, a heavy pipe section. Mm -hmm. Pretty cool. It's pretty, it's pretty fun to watch. Yeah, he's a pretty inspirational surfer, and that whole family is just they have such an awesome legacy on the island and they do um, and they're all like true to the legacy too you know totally all love and respect towards anybody it's it's pretty cool yeah really really truly amazing people even though we don't know them personally you know being in the surf industry we feel very connected to a lot of the people so yeah so yeah we're sending our thoughts and prayers and love to the whole family and to everyone in the surf community yes well we can uh, we can dive into our uh, dream destination topic now. Perfect, perfect. Shout yeah. out to Bailey. All right, let's get this episode going. Yeah, thanks, Bailey. All right, so do you want to go first? Sure. Um, I have okay. a feeling you're going to tell me a lot more, so I'll just I'll just shoot mine. No, I don't think so. <laughs> um, okay. So my dream destination is Bali. Oh, which... that is not what I was gonna guess okay yeah i i feel like the reason why and i'll give you an explanation why 
So I missed out on two Bali surf trips. Um, One was with you and one was with um, a company called Bali Surf Girls. Uh, hosted mm. by oh yeah yeah hosted yeah. by um, Emerald Tin, and basically I guess you just you told me how amazing Bali was and yeah. just the culture the people um, the waves everything just seemed so amazing, and then with Bali Surf Girls um, it's basically a surf resort in Bali uh, where they host a bunch of girls they have like a certain amount of girls at a time um and they take you out to specific breaks and you have to well Mm. at least when i um had applied you have to apply and they kind of check out your surfing see if you are good enough uh then they'll take you out with a group of more advanced surfers and they take you to bigger breaks and you get to experience it the real authentic way you know the you get to experience the culture and the people and i think that that's one of the most um like honestly one of the most impactful ways to travel is to meet up with somebody that knows the area um yeah and it just it makes such a difference in your trip um, and your experience. And I am really upset that those two times in my life, I wasn't able to go with you or yeah. to the um, Bali Surf Girl trip. So I think that that is probably, that that holds like a, a place in my heart that's hmm. currently empty that I really need to go to. Yeah. Yeah. But what were you yeah. thinking that you thought I wanted to go to? I thought it was going to be Fiji. Fiji, yeah. Because whenever whenever I talk to you about like, oh, Taylor, like, where's where's your, where's the next search trip you want to go on when, you know, when we all can? And you you keep saying Fiji. Um, yeah. And I'm, of course, I'm on board with it. But yeah, I'll go to Bali again. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, you were supposed but, to go yeah, on cool. a second trip with your family and then, and then COVID. Oh, I know. I remember we were filming probably episode two or three or something, and we were talking about you going to Bali for the second time, oh, yeah. and you were going to bring your entire family and show them around. You already had places booked, and yeah. this was before we knew COVID was actually serious. Like, we had no idea. Yeah. We th- It was just this ambiguous, you know, infectious disease, or not infectious, you know what I mean? Contagious. Yeah, yeah. contagious disease. Thank you. You're good. You're good. <laughs> It just sounded ignorant over here. It's okay. Yeah, this was before we thought that this was anything serious. And we were like, there's no way. There's no way. And fast forward to, what, four or five months of this global pandemic. How long has it been? It's been too long. How long? Five months? Yeah. Five months? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Four or five months, something like that. Yeah, it's yeah, it's hard. Yeah, so I know. But, okay, your your destination is Bali. Good to know. Yeah. I like what you said about it's... it makes a huge difference when you meet up with someone who knows about that place because like you know i went i went with my buddy and i uh, yeah my buddy <laughs> oh your buddy my buddy and i, oh. my buddy and I oh. <laughs> um i mean we we knew what the wave was we knew where we wanted to go to but like we didn't know at first we had no idea to like how to get down to the beach how like what what, what roads to take where do we paddle out we had to do it every like do everything on our own pretty much every new spot that we went to we had to Mm -hmm. scope it out like a day before before we even paddled out and like yeah like our first day at Uluwatu we spent the whole day walking down to the cave and like checking the tide chart and we like realized okay high tide is probably the best time to go out or else you want to like walk across just dry reef and then after that we just sat like at 
one of the restaurants on top of Uluwatu just looking at the wave and are just like scoping it out and learning about it. And then we go like north of that to a, a totally different spot. What's well, not totally different, but it's, um, where were we? I, it's called Bingen Beach. That's where we were. Ooh, fun. But we get there and we see this wave break. It's it's not as long as Uluwatu, but it's a heavy, like shallow reef, wedgy, like barreling break. And we we're like, pretty sketched out. And the place where we we're staring at or staying at, there is this guy from Australia living in the room above us. And he's been going to, to Bali for like, I don't know, 30 something years. And he told us literally everything we need to know about Bali. Like where to paddle, like every beach, right? Yeah. Where to paddle. Yeah. What tide to go out on. And he was telling us like, okay, you see that guy walking on the beach? He knows exactly where he's going because he knows who the locals are. Mm -hmm. And he was like, yeah, just make sure you don't get in his way because like he'll, he'll mess with you. Whoa. But yeah, they like knowing someone makes a huge difference in your experience because it honestly just makes it that much easier that you don't have to like do the research yourself don't have to scope it out yourself even though you you do want to do that but it makes it way easier yeah oh my god and it's fun it's fun learning about that stuff totally totally i know that's it's so true it does make such a difference in your experience um i went to maui one time and i connected with um one of my friend's friends so it was like a friend of a friend and i knew that they lived on the north side of maui and so we connected and um her and her group of friends took me on like a waterfall hike and took me to like the the best bars and it was just like such a fun experience to hang out with the locals Mm -hmm. you know exactly yeah Yeah. so highly recommend connect with a local reach out to somebody you know whatever just yeah yeah go go the authentic way that's the best way to go connect with a local yeah, connect with the local and ask as many questions as you can. Exactly. That's what I learned. Exactly. Because, yeah, I learned, like, the days that the the bars, like, turn up in Bali. And it's totally different from us. <laughs> not, It's not a weekend, right? You're saying it's, like, a Tuesday? It's, it's Sundays and Wednesdays. Oh, that's so weird. That's when everyone comes out, right? But, I mean, you know, you just do it. Yeah. It's fun. Okay, so tell me, where is the spot that you are destined to surf next? Okay, so big surprise, it's another place in Indonesia. Mm-hmm. It's called Macaronis Macaronis Ooh. Resort. It's in the it's in the Mentawais. Okay. Yeah. Oh, the Mentawai so, Islands. Yes. So this place is a resort, and they're like right in front of I don't know I don't know how many breaks, but there's a place called Macaronis that's been on my top list or on the top of my list for a very very long time. Yeah. A lot of professional surfers have a lot of surf edits going to this place and it just looks so fun and it's a left and it's like good for barreling. If you don't want to get barreled, you can do turns and it looks so sick. (laughs) It looks so sick. So sick. And then there's other, there's other like just classic waves there too. There's a place called Greenbush that's good. There's a Macaroni's Right that looks super fun. It just, it looks all time and i will go there (laughs) for sure plus i love macaroni so i'm in macaroni macaroni 
Also, speaking of pasta. Uh-huh. So, okay, you know the uh you've had like the Taco Bell like churro twists, right? Of course. Okay. So I I watched a video on how they make it or how a person tried to remake it. All you do yeah. is you take like the spiral pasta and mm-hmm. you you deep fry it and it becomes into that like crunchy, like really soft, flaky churro type texture. And then uh-huh. you just mix that in with sugar and cinnamon and you, you have it. Isn't so that wild? you can do that with pasta? Yeah, apparently. And you can make <laughs> a churro? Yeah, like a, a crunchy uh, Taco Bell churro. And then in the comments, this one guy was like, so you're telling me I've been eating pasta this whole time. <laughs> Instead of- <laughs> no, I'm, so. I'm glad you brought that up because everyone that subscribes to our Patreon, we will make pasta churro or churro pasta sure we'll do it we'll do it for you guys you know we'll we'll make our own homemade recipe and we'll ship it to you oh my god no (laughs) but we will make i think that could be fun we should do like a homemade recipe let's do it it looks super simple yeah it looks super simple we'll just get a deep fryer let's try it to sum up macaronis is my spot for sure awesome well i'm going to research that spot and just watch a ton of videos because i know that's probably where we'll go next well thank you everyone for tuning into this week's episode of the blue thank you bailey for your suggestion of this week's topic Uh, anyone that has any other recommendations please feel free to leave it in any of our social medias Um, and typically we go on our instagram to connect with you guys the most um as well as our Patreon. So you can find us at the Blue Podcast over there. And we hope to see you guys out in the water. And we'll see you all later. Later.